Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? There's Donald. Carry it out. Deep ball. Separation. Clock. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. The whole NFL is watching. A fourth and ten. And here they come. Make this pass. It's intercepted by Mosley. Moving on down the top. Bell breaks a tackle. Bell trying to go all the way. Le'Veon Bell. Touchdown. Big return for Crowder. And he's going to go all the way. Touchdown. 85 yards. Looking downfield, fires this one and intercepted at the 34. Jamal Adams goes down on the ground and takes it away. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. Welcome to Play Like a Jet. This is day number 16 of New York Jets training camp, the green and white scrimmage, although really more of a practice these days. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One, and I am joined by the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, and above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. So Chris, today, I think Adam Gase has proven once again that he's a psychopath, the weather was sketchy to say the least. We know what's gone on with these injuries. I wouldn't have wanted to take a risk here. I would have just had these guys basically do a walkthrough, maybe sign some autographs, take some pictures, because I know people came out for this thing at MetLife Stadium, but nope, full pads. Yeah, full pads, team drills, the whole, the whole nine. Like you said, this the scrimmage thing, is is uh, that basically went away with Rex Ryan. Uh, Bowles did away with the the scrimmages, although I guess last year he did a little more scrimmage like. Uh, I just think this is just uh, you know a changing of the times thing. We talked about this the last couple pods about you know maybe with what McVay is doing with the Rams, maybe more teams will shy away from playing preseason games and just trying to limit the amount of stuff and uh, you know especially with the rain and then having the Avery Williams injury. It just seemed like today would be a good idea to just make it a light walkthrough. But they did a little bit more than that. Apparently, Gase, uh, like, you know, 
he didn't prove it today that he's he's got a little psycho in him. He proves that every single right. day over and over again. So he's he's got a little bit about him. But yeah, I mean, football. That's how you have to be for a football coach. So again, I, I every time I say this, it is not an insult. Let's talk about the new arrival for the first time. Ryan Khalil was in there today. Yeah, Khalil was in there today. He's he was in there as the starting center. So we'll have to. Uh, you know, keep an eye on this, see how it goes over this. They have uh, tomorrow off. They have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Thursday practice, and then the game game on uh, Saturday. So that'll uh, – well, that's obviously where we'll be looking most. It'll be interesting to see how long he plays, uh, how long most of the first team offense plays. Uh, but obviously he needs a lot of work, so – could you see him even stay in a little bit longer, possibly? This is the thing uh, that, you know, how long do you play players? Makes It makes it so complicated when you have to take everybody on an individual basis and you got this one guy who's an older vet and shouldn't need it, you know, extra playing time in the preseason. But he just retired like a couple months ago and then unretired and is coming back. And he today was the first time he actually practiced, so maybe he does need a little bit more. But then it's also like, well, we do you what? You can't send him out for too long because then you'll overdo it and overextend them. So yeah, it gets to be it get this whole stuff, this whole juggling who's going to play, not going to play, is a lot more complicated than people like to think it is. I'll tell you who didn't play today. I don't know about when they're going to play again or if they're going to play again in the preseason, but no Colecio Simile, no Brian Winters, and no Brandon Shell. So once again, three-fifths of the projected starting offensive line not in there today. Yeah, and that's obviously a concern. Um, you know, they had the one thing I'll say is while, uh, you know, J- uh, Jonathan Harrison is no longer the starting center, he could be a starting guard. So that that's the value of having Jonathan Harrison still on this roster. He's backup center, but he could be the starting guard right now. He was out there with the starting unit. Um I don't I don't think that there's anything really to be concerned with uh any of those guys there, uh long term wise at least, but you know, they've have uh injury histories of their own that we all have to worry about, so they could obviously you know, suffer another injury, but we've talked about this over and over ad nauseum all off season into the last season. This offensive line is not great with the starting unit and the depth is not good. And Joe Douglas has done, uh, made some moves to do that. Uh, Cagnon with the, his highest draft pick ever used on an offensive line when, with the Doga has taken some steps to rectify that. Uh, and it's a little bit better, but it's still not good. And Doga was in there with the student starting uh, unit right now. Again, he he's looked pretty good this off season. Uh, the training camp. I still don't think he's necessarily ready for a starting role. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But th- this could be a problem. One one good thing, or so not silver lining about it, but. Sam is is really good in that pocket. The way he maneuvers around that pocket, the way he can slip uh, out of pressure and step up or roll out, he, he's going to bail the offensive line out a lot, regardless of how good the offensive line is or how bad they are. I'm Alex Rodriguez. 
And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Injury replacements, Chris. Let's talk about them. There were two notable ones. So let's start at corner. You have Trayvon Campbell, who's in there for Arthur Millette, who's hurt and was in for the injured Chiron Brown, who is now hurt, who is in for the injured Tremaine Johnson. So follow that along and you get yourself to Trayvon Campbell. And then at linebacker, we know what happened with Avery Williamson tearing his ACL in the preseason game against Atlanta. So in his place, no surprise to anybody here was Neville Hewitt. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd hold off on the no surprise to anybody there because I still think that uh, there was a bunch of people thinking that it would be Blake Cashman, and now obviously he hasn't been practicing yet either, so it couldn't have been him. But it's definitely going to be Hewitt. It's going to be the main guy. Um, I, you know, you, you could obviously see Greg Williams uh, doing some more four three now, uh, but when they're in a three four, when they have two inside linebackers. Unless it's a passing down, then then it would uh, passing downs. It would be Cashman most likely, but uh, first and second down, if they're in three four, you you're going to see Neville Hewitt there uh, side by side with C.J. Mosley, and then yeah, uh, it, you know the cornerback situations. It's pretty much just like the offensive line where uh, that starting group wasn't great. There wasn't good depth behind it. And it's just one person that whoever they seem to throw out there, uh, Daryl Roberts is hold, held steady. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't been getting nicked up. He's held steady, but Jermaine keeps going in and out and then he goes out and then whoever they throw in there goes out and the next man up. And now it's Tavon Campbell. And every time I see or hear his name, I just think of Tevin Campbell, the nineties <laughs> young kid R and B singer. It just goes through my head. So uh, bear with me because if we are talking about him for too long, I'm going to refer to him as Tevin Campbell. I, I can see the future. I remember I'm a very big deal. These are the types of things I can predict. So, um, but yeah, it's just a revolving door right there. Just one slide in one new person and slide. He gets hurt, slide in somebody else. And again, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about, cornerback in the offensive line you can never have enough that depth well the Jets are struggling at the starting point with both these units right now and at depth so that that's got to be a cause for concern it is actually Tavon Campbell I had said Trayvon Campbell before because I mixed him up with Jets rookie Trevon Wesco when you have someone named Tavon and Trayvon that's an easy mistake to make Chris <laughs> yeah it happens um oh man who is Who's the ones that uh, really confused me a couple of years ago? It was just like uh, there's like three different people with just like a letter off in the name or something, or it was uh, some mix up of the first and last names where like there was like three different people's variations there. And then you can even go this year with just all the Williamses. Right. And Avery Williamson, like that messes me up too. Every once in a while, I just want to call him Avery Williams. And then I'm like, no, we got to add the son there. And yeah, it, it can be a lot when you're juggling all these names. 
or when you're juggling the ball, when you're holding it for a kicker, like, say, Lachlan Edwards was so good at last year. And he had been doing that first for Chandler Canizero, who is now gone. He retired. Now for Taylor Bertolet, who missed two extra points during the last preseason game, missed a 33-yard kick today. Chris, I'm starting to think this is all one big practical joke. <laughs> that, that would be comforting for you guys, wouldn't it? Uh, that, that, that's all just see Aston Kutcher pop up out of nowhere just like punk y'all punk like <laughs> yeah, don't worry you guys aren't screwed at kicker you, you we're just doing this on purpose um that'd be comforting but yeah I don't I don't think that's the case um now obviously I I've been on a little bit of vacation with uh out in Tahoe I went down the beach and I haven't been paying too close attention to uh you know all the other preseason games and by not paying too close attention. I mean, I haven't watched a single second of any of the other preseason games, but I did see somebody talking on Twitter that apparently there's a lot of kickers having trouble with these extra points this preseason. So maybe you can take some comfort in that. Um, But yeah, it's not good. This isn't good. And uh, I know I talked about uh, uh, Boyer and the way that he talked about Burlett and that it made it seem like he wanted him last year, so they would probably stick with him. Well, right now, I don't know. I I need to see him come out and have a, a perfect night against the Saints before I'd be even real willing to entertain that idea right now. And now I, I think you can look at, you know, Dan Daly getting cut and becoming free or maybe going after Matt Ryan, um, Matt Bryant. Um, it would be weird to get Matt Matt Ryan to take the motion to kicker. That would be super odd. Um, but yeah, so uh, if if Burlett doesn't work out, I expect that you'll probably find somebody with a name you recognize at least. But yeah, he's probably not going to have the leg that you recognize with that name at this point either. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. So, Chris, this Sam Darnold guy seems to be pretty good, right? I heard he was lasering him in there tonight to Jamison Crowder and Quincy Inunua. Sam Darnold is good. Send tweet. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sam Darnold is going to be good. Uh, He's going to be really good. Um, I do do laugh whenever I see randomly somebody just be like, oh, he's a bum. It's like you haven't watched a lot of him because – I know we all talk about how preseason doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter for a lot of th- things and a lot of people. But if you can watch the way he maneuvers around the pocket, you can watch the way that he throws the ball. You can watch the little subtleties and how different he is than he was at the beginning of last year. You it, That means something. That means a lot. And I did see uh, – Dan Orlowski uh, tweeted out of like a two and a half minute video of those two plays in the last preseason game, the throw to Quincy and the throw to Robbie Anderson. And he just takes you through all those subtleties. So if you haven't seen it, go to Twitter, check it out. Um, it, it's absolutely worth it. The way that he can throw the ball without his feet being set and still 
with perfect pinpoint accuracy and plenty of zip on the ball. It, this kid is going to be really good. He is. He does have some of that gunslinger mentality. He's going to make mistakes. I don't think that's ever going to go away, but he's going to be really, really good. He looked good again today, no big surprise, but his understudy didn't do quite so well, throwing a pick six to Anthony Wint. He looked like Trevor Simeon. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, Yeah, he didn't look so good, but he looked like Trevor Simeon, which is still better than Davis Webb and Luke Falk, uh, which still leads me back to this thing that I keep saying again. If Sam Darnold has to miss any extended period of time, this season is over. So they don't have anybody on this roster. They're not going to be able to get anybody to shape free. That could be an adequate uh, backup at this point. So just pray to the football gods that Sam Darnold stays completely healthy. On the bright side, we did see two wide receivers do pretty well after the starters came out. Deontay Burnett, who is in there as the second-team slot receiver, and Tim White, who has been one of the stars of practice, although he hasn't done anything yet in the preseason, the first two games. There are still two games to go. So back-to-back touchdowns for Burnett and White. Two guys that I think have a real chance to stick on this roster. I'd say Burnett is practically a lock at this point, and White still has a pretty decent chance, especially if he does something in those last two preseason games. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's going to take a lot for them not to make this roster, especially Burnett. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about how, uh, you know, they don't have a role on special teams, and typically you like your depth guys on special teams to, ha- uh, to have a role on special teams. I get that. And, yes, Josh Bellamy is obviously going to make this roster because he was signed to be a special teams gunner, and that's not going to change. But when you really only have three receivers on the roster that have proven anything, and those three all have injury concerns, there's no depth there. So unless the Jets go out and sign somebody else or trade for somebody else, another receiver or two, they have to keep a Burnett and they probably have to keep Tim White because they can't be relying on Josh Bellamy and Greg Dortch to be their fourth and fifth receivers. They just can't do that. And then, you know, they're going to be light at, at tight end with Herndon out for the first four weeks, so they can't even do that. Yeah, they could try to do some stuff where they send out Le'Veon or Ty Montgomery or Bilal Powell in there, but th- that's not going to be that, – they're not going to do that a lot. They're not going to actually make one of those guys a fourth or fifth receiver. They can do it on a play here and there, but they're not going to actually do that. So they're going to have to figure out other ways to cut down. And, you know, I talked about it. This this is why I think they're only going to end up carrying two quarterbacks on the active roster. As much as, uh, yes, you do want your wide receiver depth to be able to do special teams, they, they can't afford it. They only have three guys at the top there. Uh, Tim White probably does need to do a, a little something in a preseason game to really cement himself there. A couple weeks ago, I, I was saying I felt like it was pretty much a lock at, at that point. He probably does need to do something a little bit more to cement himself for sure. But right now, again, unless they sign like, two other guys or trade for one and sign another, I just don't see how you can possibly get away with cutting one or both of them. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. 
A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Chris, throughout camp, you have stressed over and over again how much the coaching staff seems to like Rontez Miles, especially Adam Gase, who's really gushed over him. And today we saw him use in an interesting way Greg Williams trotting out a three safety look with May Adams and Rontez Miles. Yeah, look, uh, training camp can be hectic between trying to get your notes down and look, you don't, and see everything trying to look on one side of the field or the other side of the field. So I don't, you can't notice everything on every single play, but I have been uh, wondering, uh, so I'm not going to say that today is the first day we've seen a, for sure that this is the first time we've seen a three safety set, but it's the first time I noticed it. First time that it, I can remember anybody else talking about it there. And I was expecting some more of that because Greg Williams is, is, is going to do that from time to time. And it makes sense, especially now losing Avery Williamson. I could see him trying to play away, play around with a bunch of different uh, defensive fronts, trying to do some stuff there. Um, but the the bigger news here right now is Mark Marcus May is a full go now. He is uh, fully practicing, and he looks like he will be playing this week against the Saints. And with uh, you know, obviously, if he's healthy, he's going to be the starter next to Jamal. But they do really like what they've seen from uh, Rontez. They've been very impressed with him. So they're going to try to figure out other ways to get him on the field. And it's not just going to be as, you know, an extra in-the-box safety. They can uh, they feel, trust him and feel confident in him being able to roam around a little bit more back there. And they're going to need to get a little creative because – even though they're only day-to-day at this point, both Blake Cashman and C.J. Mosley a little bit banged up. Yeah, you know, Blake Cashman's that's that's been going on for a little bit, but I, I would expect him to be ready by the start of the season. Mosley day-to-day, so that's not something that I'd be concerned about yet, but we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Um, obviously, we talked about this with the A.V. Williamson injury, that that was one of the positions that I thought they were fairly deep at. Now, take away Avery Williamson is not so deep anymore. And with uh, C.J. Mosley out, it's really not deep. So um, it, it's crazy how that can happen in the NFL, how you can go from having a deep uh, position, a deep unit, and then just one or two guys takes that all away. But I don't, I don't think it's anything too concerning, and uh, I think they'll both be ready for – uh, start of the regular season. Adam Gase spoke after practice, and the theme of his comments seemed to be regrets. I've had a few. Yeah, uh, he uh, he's he said to put the Avery Williamson injury on him. Uh, that that's that's his fault. That's on me. He said, um, and uh, you know, obviously, it's not. It that's on Greg Williams because uh, Adam Gase what isn't determining who's in there at what time. He, I don't know if he even uh, realized it or recognized it or Gase even realized or recognized it at the time. 
but he's the head coach, so ultimately it falls on him. And then, of course, the the way you can tell that he did learn the lesson from it, besides just taking accountability for it, is he said that Le'Veon Bell will not be playing at all in the preseason and that Williamson's injury did have some impact on that decision. I have to say I'm impressed with Gase here because he very easily could have tried to spin this or had some sort of PR-ish nonsense where he went out there and said what a lot of people have been saying, which is, well, it's football and anything can happen. He came out and he said, look, I shouldn't have done it. It was a mistake. It's on me. Not going to do it again, which shows me that he learned from it. And then to prove that he learned from it, he then came out and said, as you said, Chris, that Le'Veon Bell would not play in the preseason and that the Williamson injury was part of the reason for that decision. And that's all you can ask for, really. I think people are going to make mistakes, but the coaches that own up to those mistakes and try to learn from them and take corrective action, those are the ones that end up being successful in the long run. It's the ones that stay stubborn and refuse to admit they were wrong that oftentimes are the ones that end up failing again. So as we've said with Gase, one of the big questions was whether or not he's grown from the previous job. This doesn't necessarily prove that he's grown enough to be a successful coach, but to me, it's certainly a step in the right direction. Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said as a overall point in pretty much philosophy in life. The only thing is, uh, it is funny to me because like, all right, you're not going to play Le'Veon Bell, but you're going to play all these other guys. And uh, so what's going to happen when the next guy goes out there and gets hurt and everyone's screaming, why was he playing? He shouldn't have been playing either. So, uh, you know, this is just, that's how it's going to go. So I get it with Le'Veon Bell and it makes sense. I don't think he really needs it that much. So I get it. But uh, if somebody else gets hurt on Saturday night against the Saints, uh, he's going to hear about it. I understand, but I think it's a lot different when you're talking about somebody like Le'Veon Bell, who obviously has a lot of concerns because he's had injuries, he's had a year off. He's certainly somebody that doesn't necessarily need preseason action, as you said. So I think that if we were talking about somebody having a freak injury while in there for the first series or something, there's not really anybody who in their right mind is going to say that it's Gase's fault unless you're just going to take the position that starters shouldn't play at all in the preseason. If that's your position, fine, then you're being consistent, I guess. But with Le'Veon Bell, it's a different circumstance. So that's why I said I'm glad that he's learned from it because Le'Veon Bell carries significant risk, at least more risk than most of the other players for obvious reasons. So that's where I'm coming from with it. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, and I agree with you. Uh, but that your last answer you gave uh, is uh, assuming people to be reasonable. No, it's and, not assuming people to be reasonable. I'm just saying reasonable people. Obviously, nutcases are going to be nutcases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that, that, that's all I'm saying. There's there's always going to be somebody out sure. there screaming and yelling, and there's always probably you know one person in the media, not even a beat reporter, maybe a national reporter, that will try to make it into a story, and then it'll become a story. So some of these things are just unavoidable. They're they're going to happen and chase you no matter what. For sure, but I do think the fact that Gase owned up to the fact that he shouldn't have had Williamson out there with the second team and that because of that it weighed into his decision to keep Le'Veon Bell out shows growth and character, and I like that. So if nothing else, it's a step in the right direction from where I sit. 
But as far as stepping in directions, Josh McCown has decided to step in a completely different direction. He had told the Jets that he wanted to step away. He didn't say that he was permanently retiring, to his credit. He said he wanted to step away with his family, took a gig for a bit at ESPN, and now with the injuries that have happened to the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback room, they went out and they recruited him sort of the same way that the Jets went out and talked Ryan Khalil out of retirement. Uncle Josh is back, and he will be backing up Carson Wentz in Philly. I think it's a good move for Philly because McCown at least is an established veteran who, if you need him in a pinch for a couple of games, he can come in and be okay. And he'll be a good influence on Wentz, just as he was with Sam Darnold. Of course, the downside is what it is for any backup quarterback, which is if Josh McCown has to play any significant period of time, the Eagles are probably in big trouble. But I like this, and I think that it's fine from a Jets standpoint. I know some people are going to think, oh, I can't believe McCown retired and then came right back. He should have stayed. They wanted him back. But it's fine. Trevor Simeon will be okay. And Josh McCown is 40 years old, so the best thing we can do and the classiest thing we can do is wish him luck and hope that the Eagles who are a Super Bowl contender at least on paper help Josh McCown get to a Super Bowl ring yeah and listen if you're sitting here criticizing him for not coming back to the Jets or then saying I'm gonna retire or step away and then going to the Eagles what are you really doing Josh McCown has been in this league a really long time he has been on bad team after bad team. And right now he is going to a Super Bowl contender, one of the big, uh, the, the heavy favorites and who also happens to have an oft injured quarterback. Um, it, if you could ask any backup quarterback where they would most perfectly like to go, that would be where they would choose. Um, so for him, him stepping away from the Jets, and retiring is a whole different scenario than, hey, the, the Eagles calling and saying, hey, come back us up here. He'd be, he'd be insane to turn that down at this point in, in his career. The way his career has gone, now he has a chance to go. Even if Carson Wentz stays 100% healthy, he can r- ride it all along, most likely going to go deep into the playoffs, maybe get a shot at the Super Bowl. And then, you know, if he gets into a game for however long, it's going to be important minutes. Uh, so that that's the ideal situation for him. And if you're going to criticize him for doing that, I, I just what are you doing? I think he'll remain a fan favorite, although he's not going to be as big of a fan favorite as the Prez, Jamal Adams. You want to talk about a guy who truly loves the fans of this team, loves being the face of the franchise, and who's a real class act despite the fact that, yes, he's a big talker. Listen to this. Olivia Landis of the Jets reporting this. At the green and white scrimmage, the lights are off. Everybody else has left except Jamal Adams who, as we're recording this, Chris, is still out there signing autographs and taking pictures with fans. You want to talk about a man of the people, that's a man of the people. Yeah, this is just kind of what Jamal does. He's always out there. Um, He's the last one signing autographs. He's going around trying to get autographs with everybody. Uh, It's really great, especially one thing I'll say, uh, it's not great, and it's not Jamal that, that I'm talking about here. And when you see this happening and you see adults sitting there in the lines trying to get stuff autographed, stop. Just get out of the way. Let, when the, let the kids get their autographs. 
if you if you're getting an autograph for a kid, all right. But I I've seen some adults up there with like five different things for them to sign. Jamal's sitting there being extra nice, staying out as long as possible. You get out of the way and just let them entertain the kids. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. It's a very different mindset here than it is in other places. When I was at Brown's training camp, I was there, and I'm a big fan of the Texas Longhorns, and Colt McCoy was there at the time, and everybody thought he had a chance to be the starting quarterback, and obviously he had led Texas to the national championship game where they did get killed by Alabama. And part of the reason is because McCoy got carted off with an injury. But I remember standing there and saying, man, I really want to get Colt McCoy's autograph and a picture with him. He's the only one here that really means anything to me because, you know, all due respect to Browns fans, but I'm not a Browns fan. So it doesn't really matter that much to me to get a picture and an autograph with somebody else. Well, a bunch of the people in front of me overheard me talking to my friend about that. And they said, Hey, why don't you go up and, go ahead of us and go get his autograph. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead of us. This means way more to you than it does to us. I was stunned. They just said, yeah, go right ahead. And they have the same mentality when it comes to kids. Yes, of course, even though they're adults, they want to get an autograph or a picture with the players, but they make sure that the kids always go first. I thought that was a really cool Midwestern-y kind of thing. And as you said, Chris, I wish that more people here would do that. I'm not saying that everybody's guilty of this, but yes, we see a lot of the times that there are people that are pushing and shoving their way to the front ahead of children, which is a little bit crazy to me. Yeah, that that's the thing. You know, Again, it's, it's the people with five stuff in their hands, and it's the trying to bully their way to the front of the line. And it's like, you know, if you're in a group and it's just all adults, then yeah, cool. I don't have any problem with it. Go ahead. But when it's just like you're the only adult and there's a whole bunch of kids and you're trying to like elbow them out of the way and trying to like box them out, like just stop. Just let the kids have it. And then if he's still willing to, then he can sign yours. But take a back seat. It's kind of like when you go to a baseball game and someone catches a foul ball they look around and they go and they hand it to whoever, uh, whatever kid's closest to them, whether they know the kid or not. It's just this, this is going to mean more to the kid than it is to me as an adult. Last bit of business, although this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the Jets. Antonio Brown. This guy's clearly out of his damn mind. He's causing such a stir by not showing up and apparently causing such a problem in the locker room among not only the coaches and executives, but the players too who have had enough. That Mike Mayock, the general manager, finally came out today and said, we've got to know whether Antonio Brown is in or out. I don't know what is going on with this guy. As I said, he is a train wreck. Our friend Jude said, never, ever trust the man who bleaches his mustache. And this is further proof of that. I said this on Twitter today, Chris, and I think it's an interesting theoretical If you're the Jets, knowing everything you know now, the amount of money that Antonio Brown had to get, the problems that he's caused since he's been there, the threatening to retire, all this stuff with the helmet, 
if you knew then what you know now, would you have gone out and given up the third and the fifth round pick that the Raiders did for him? Of course, that third and fifth round pick would mean losing both Blake Cashman and either Ja'Kai Polite or Chuma Adoga, two potential starters there, especially Adoga and Cashman, who look like they could be on their way to starting in 2020. So I think that's a legitimate question, especially given all we know now at the time, everybody said, well, who cares? He's a little loopy, but a third and a fifth round pick for a guy this good. But I think the more this goes on, the more you realize that this guy is causing way more problems than he's worth at this point. Listen, I said that I, I didn't think the Jets should make a move for him at all when uh, he was still uh, employed by the Steelers before he got traded. I said he didn't think that now. I expected him to get traded for more than what the Steelers got. Um, then, uh, you know, when I saw that, I was like, yeah. But me saying that I'd, I'd rather have Adoga in Blake Cashman right now, it, it doesn't even say – it's not even saying anything about those two. It's just – it's an aging receiver that it's one thing after another. And, you know, if I had um, – you know, or if Sam Darnold was in his sixth or seventh year, then yeah, give me that guy. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll figure it out later. Second year, everything about this team right now, you're going to invite that guy in here and risk messing things up and messing, uh, doing, uh, I just don't know what type of effect it would have on Sam Darnold. And as great as he is, because the talent is undeniable. I, I just oh man and I you know me I'm not I'm not a culture guy mm-hmm. uh, I'm that's that's not me but it, everything that we know right now I don't see how anybody could w- invite that onto their team I think the culture thing is largely overrated as well and I think a lot of times that stuff that's not really a big deal gets treated as though somebody's a diva for doing it talk about somebody like say Odell Beckham in that regard but in this case it's gone well beyond that as you said Sam Darnold in his second year if this was just fantasy football and you didn't have to worry about personalities it didn't play into anything involving the chemistry of the team then fine no problem I suppose if it's just on paper you could draft him and try and get him to help you win the 3.5 million dollars in the best ball championship over at the draft app and draft.com where you can sign up right now for a very easy snake draft you don't have to worry about complicated stuff like salary caps or auctions, and you don't have to spend a lot of time managing the roster. You make your draft picks, and then you leave it for the rest of the year. They will make sure that your best players are in every single week. I'm going to be playing for that $3.5 million grand prize in the Best Ball Championship, and you can too for free. You get a free crack at it when you make your first deposit over at the draft app and draft.com using the promo code PLAYLIKE. That's right, PLAYLIKE, P-L-A-Y-L-I-K-E. Use that promo code over on the draft app, draft.com, and you will get a free crack at that $3.5 million today. You can draft Antonio Brown, if you like, to be on your team. But when it comes to the Jets, you do not want this guy anywhere near Sam Darnold. If you're a team that is on the verge of competing for a Super Bowl or you have a quarterback who's well-established, like a Drew Brees or somebody like that, fine. But trust me on this, no matter how talented he is, 
You definitely didn't want him anywhere near this team. And as you said, Chris, it's not like he's 25 years old either. He's 31, and he just got a ton of guaranteed money. And on top of all that, Chris, let's just be honest about it. We both know that if Antonio Brown was here and he was pulling these shenanigans with the Jets, Adam Gase would have had at least two heart attacks by now. Well, that's, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, Adam Gase, oh my God, can you imagine how he would be handling this? Would not be good because he he's not somebody that's going to stand for any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it would be ugly already. And, you know, maybe I'm thinking a little bit selfishly because, oh my God, I would hate to be covering him right now. <laughs> uh, it's all the stuff that I don't want to ever be talking about with football. I talk about this all the time. I just want to talk about football. That's it. That's why I got this. I, I went into this line of work. I don't want to co- talk about all the extra stuff. I just want to get into the X's and O's and the Y's and why this is good and why this is bad. And I, that's what I want to talk about. That's what's fun for me. I don't want to talk about all this extra stuff. And with the Antonio Brown, how could you possibly avoid it? Especially just like, you know, I he took that hot air balloon into camp. And I was like, all right, so what? Cool. That, that's kind of a fun thing. Like, that would make me laugh. There, there, this He shouldn't be getting any slack for that. But the cryotherapy chamber and the feet and the blisters and then, uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's just no fun. I don't want anything to do with that. In summary, Uncle Josh, good. Antonio Brown, not so good. Yeah, that 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 sums it up pretty well. <laughs> and a good way to put a capper on day number 16 of New York Jets training camp by talking about two guys that aren't even there, Josh McCown and Antonio Brown. Chris, thanks so much for jumping on with me again. We will have a look at the last couple of days of training camp. Remember, the last three days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, before that third preseason game, and then camp is over. So we are getting closer and closer to the beginning of the regular season. Chris, I know you've got a ton of material up at your website, JetsInsider.com. So what can people expect to see when they head over there? Yeah, uh, next couple of days, obviously, we got a few practices coming up before the game against the Saints. I'm really going to uh, spend a lot of this week looking into, um, you know, other teams, uh, cornerbacks that could possibly become available, um, you know, uh, other positions, too, that they could use and need. Look to see, hey, maybe there's a wide receiver or somebody on the bubble who might shake free, ca- casualty t- type of thing. So I'm going to look a lot at that. Uh, also have some stuff up there on players who are kind of on the fringe right now who are going to need a big game uh, with the Saints. So I have some stuff up there. And then obviously getting we're getting close to finalizing this this 53-man roster in the practice squad. So I'll, I'll have some stuff up pertaining to that as well. And, you know, before we know it, we'll be on to uh, have some college football on and then the NFL season will have started and we'll all be – happy and just consuming actual football and talking about actual football news about what happened on the field. Go ahead and read Chris's very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. Follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Follow his deputy editor, Alan Schechter, at Alan underscore Schechter, S-C-H-E-C-H-T-E-R. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.